Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Monday, everyone. Got another episode of Louisiana Ladies ahead of you to start off this awesome week. And we are going to start with a few updates. Anytime we go a week or so without recording, I feel like I have a lot of updates. What do you think, Maggie? You do. Okay. Well, these are good updates. And the first, and by far the most important update, is the dark chocolate cookie dough built bar. They were delivered last week. I ate them all weekend. I feel like they are delicious. And Maggie, our very own Maggie, has one sitting in front of her that you mm-hmm. haven't tasted yet. Right, Maggie? Right. I've okay. never had this flavor. So let's take a bite. All right. And by let's, I mean I'm not taking a bite, people. All right. Here she goes. She took the bite. Let's see her review. Oh, they can't hear me chew. It is a very chewy bar. I've said this before. The Built Bar is kind of like, it's kind of like a candy bar. Have you ever had one? You need water. I haven't. You need water, yeah. Do, do, do. The flavor's really good. Okay, so here's my tip on this built bar. I've eaten it cold. It's delicious. I've heated it up in the microwave. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, Maggie needs some water. It it, it gets in your teeth it's, and stuff. Oh, it's, you can't just, you know. But the you, flavor is. You have to plan for these things. Plus, I feel like the more you chew, the more you feel like you're getting full. Right. So like a chewy, you know, it gives you the sensation that you're eating more than you actually are. And per usual, everyone, our lovely guest is sitting with us, and it's Kelly Bondi Troutman, who, who we will talk to in just a minute. But Kelly, if you need to, if you feel the need to, you know, chime in, chime in. Yes, I was going to say chipper in, and then I was like, that doesn't make sense. Maggie, don't. Sorry, guys. Uh, should we talk about you know the protein in there? Oh yes, Maggie, tell us the macros. Oh, crap. What is that? <laughs> okay, everyone. Macros are protein, fats, and carbs, and that oh. makes up calories. Okay, so just here on the <laughs> I end. I tell people I count macros sometimes, and they're like, I don't even know what a macro is. Did you know what a macro well, is? Well, I only know because it's like a recent trend in dieting, and yes. I know a lot of yes. people who are counting macros. Yes. 150 calories. Okay. 15 grams of protein. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the other thing? A fat and carbs. That's not on the front. Okay, I think the fat is two and a half grams and the carbs are about 18 grams or something I was about to say, like you that. ought to have that memorized. So <laughs> it really is for anybody that's macro counting. Again, my um, disclaimer here is I'm not a nutritionist, but I feel like it's a pretty good balance of protein, fat, and carbs. And they make a really good treat at night if you if you're you can tolerate protein like that. If not, sometimes I will eat them in the afternoon. Did you talk about microwaving them? Yes, you can microwave Okay. Delicious. That was when I was And if you, you want to make it like really just, you're like, I don't really care about the healthiness of it. I have totally topped it with vanilla ice cream before and it's like a brownie. Dang. Again, I've said I'm on the in. podcast before, it's kind of weird that it turns into that texture. Like there's some sort of chemical that's a little creepy, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. I have to try to eat whole foods most of the time. Um, so that's our Built Bar. Um, we would love Built Bar to sponsor us, but I don't, I feel like we have to get way bigger than, you know, the hundred listeners that we have on it. You never know. Hey, one can dream. Okay. Um, All right. My second update. I've got a business book suggestion that I have been talking about this book for a week. Okay. It is called Who Not How. And I don't know if Dan Sullivan is the actual author of it or there was a co-author, but Dan Sullivan, I believe he is the founder of Strategic Coach, which is leadership training. And the premise of who, not how, is instead of thinking about how are you going to get something done or how are you going to grow, who is going to do that for you? Hmm. Right? And help you accomplish it. So poor Lainey and Maggie, that's all they've heard about for the past week. And so we've reached out to all of our quote unquote who's 
And they're actually on the whiteboard in my office, Kelly, about... Um, oh, he's just checking that out. Growing the business and stuff like that. So if anybody's into that kind of stuff, um, I really enjoyed the book. I do feel like sometimes leadership training books or professional books are a little repetitive. Like mm-hmm. you could get everything you wanted out of the first chapter. This one's not too bad. Um, I do think it sometimes oversimplifies because like the who has to be a good who, right? Yes. Okay. So anyway, that's my uh, business book. But I can't stop thinking about Dr. Seuss now. So when we go see our who's, we're like going to go visit with our who's. Yeah. So what did you say this morning? So we scheduled another meeting with some of our who's. And by the way, just to to tie it into what we do, uh, financial advisors and some CPAs, but normally financial advisors and the retirement plan wholesalers are our largest referral source. So I scheduled a meeting with some in Covington um, for a couple of weeks. What did you tell me? You messaged me and said what? So we're going to go hit up our Who's in Whoville. Yeah, we're going to see the Who's in Whoville. And then I <laughs> like it all out. I'm like, that is, we could do something with that. But I'm pretty sure all of this is, you know, coined. Like we can't. Like trademark. Trademark. Thank yeah. you. That's the word I was looking right. for. All right. Don't sue us. Right. Because, um, yeah, I'm not making any money. Okay, so moving on. Um, I have another quasi-goal for 2021. Okay, why are you laughing at me? Okay, can you do a pull-up, Maggie? Hell no. Okay, can you do a pull-up, Kelly? Uh, no, like an actual pull-up. Like an yeah. actual pull-up, Lainey? No. Like the first one. Okay, but <laughs> that's one. Maybe, maybe. That was a long time ago, too. So, I mean, oh, I'm no. doing the Madeline Moves little training thing, and she has a whole back and chest workout, and it's like, you know, you're really working on those back muscles. And so I, of course, you know, texted my new workout buddy, Emily Klein, and I was like, can you do a pull-up? Because I want to be able to do a pull-up. I feel like Emily Klein can do a pull-up. She said she hasn't done one in a while. Oh, my money's on Emily Klein. Me she too. Can do a pull-up. Me too. So, um... Do you have a pull-up bar? No. So that's so. Here's what I wanted to know. Here's the here's what I wanted to know from the audience. One, can you do a pull-up? And two, what is the best pull-up bar to get? Uh, I've only ever done an assisted one with the bands. The bands. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty and those sure. Those hard. When we were in grade school, we had to do like that whole like health thing where yeah. you had to like run, and I think every girl tried to do a pull-up, and I don't think I ever did one. Or I got up on a stool and I kind of like jumped, you know, but it really mm-hmm. was, I wasn't actually pulling my body up. I jumped and then I held myself up there for yeah five seconds, which probably felt like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm in the safety business. So a pull up bar that you install yourself at home sounds like a terrible idea. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, you should probably get a professional to come install it. Okay. I'll just, I'll just leave that there. Or okay. just do it at the gym only. Okay. So here's my thing about the gym. I don't want people to see me. I need to do it in private. You gotta start somewhere. Okay, but he, so I mentioned to Emily, I said, well, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll join a gym. And she goes, there you go with more subscriptions and memberships. And I'm like, see, I even do it subconsciously. This is not what I need to do. Okay, well, maybe you have a friend with one. Uh, so Emily said she's gonna look into it. One. And so, Emily Klein, this is your second shout out. <laughs> uh, I need you to get a pull up bar and just go ahead and let me come and try it, okay? So, but I'm going to do it. By the end of this year, I will be able to do at least one unassisted pull-up. I believe that. <laughs> you'll be, I mean, I know you, you'll be all, you're going to blow through that goal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. She's going to be like doing 15. <laughs> okay, but like, I mean, you have to pull your entire body up. And I do have a question though. Is the underhand grip, nobody can see me. Does that count as a pull-up? Because then there's the overhand grip too. Mm-hmm. I, think it's I always thought the oh, underhand was kind of the classic. Isn't that the classic one? I, think that's I just the classic. Oh, this is the thing. Right? I feel like when you watch the, when you watch people do pull ups, they look like such badasses. Like, look at me. It's kind of like a push up. You know, I feel like people that can rock out a bunch of push ups. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. okay. Well, so well, it's a flex for sure. I mean, everybody's already figured out from this podcast how much I love to work out and do these types of things. So. I think you need to find a pull up bar because I want to. Let's take... Let's, what if we installed one here? Let's take a vote. I was thinking about that. <laughs> Where should we set the lineup and how many she can do today? I'm thinking... I'm thinking you can at least do five. Pull-ups? At this point in time, right now. I cannot do a pull-up, Maggie. You've already tested it out? I, well, I mean, no, but I'm just going so with... So how do you know? Well, I don't. That's valid. Maybe you can do one pull-up, at least. Ah. Uh, okay. I have to know. But I'm going to guess I'm five. I'm Maggie. Five. Mm-hmm. I'll go three. I don't think I've ever done one unassisted no, pull-up just, in I, my I life. Think. All right. Okay. 
you're a competitive person, you will find a I way. I still feel pretty good about I think life. you're going to do three. Okay, well, um, first, in order to determine that, we need a pull-up bar. All right. Well, then you already crushed your goal. <laughs> check. check that off the list. Oh, okay. I really re- thank y'all for your confidence in me, ladies. I don't have that same amount of confidence. Um, okay, shout out. Shout outs it's to one of me and Kelly's friends, Courtney Holbrook. Yes. Bush. Correct. <laughs> so I don't know how up to speed Courtney is on listening to the podcast. Probably not. I don't know. I'll have to just tell her that she needs to listen to this yeah. one. So, uh, anyway, up. I met Courtney through uh, Baton Rouge Area Chamber Leadership. How did you meet Courtney? It wasn't me. I just her. met Courtney through friends. Okay. So, Courtney, in my opinion, has a very good disposition. Very good disposition. Yes. She's the least judgy person. Yes. Well, she doesn't judge me. <laughs> do you like that? I don't think she judges anyone. So, Courtney and I have stayed in touch because we do Pilates Plus together. Notice how most of my friends revolve around some sort of exercise regimen. Be curious okay. to know if Courtney could do a pull-up. We'll yeah, Courtney, out. can you do a pull-up? We'll and let us know. Out. Let me know. Um, so, anyway, just wanted to shout out to her because we have stayed in touch. And, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I feel like I can just talk to Courtney. And, you know, she's just... She's awesome. Um, she has really good perspective. That's true. Yes. I don't really feel like she ever gets worked up or she doesn't get worked up around me. She's a pretty cool customer. Pretty cool. Um, and she's seen me in a bad moment. <laughs> I know nothing about that. Uh-huh. That's because you went to bed. <laughs> yep. We won't bring that up, Kelly. You're supposed to keep me in check. But you went to bed. Anyway. I had a one-week-old infant. You did. I mean, you you should have gone to bed, right? But I told you what would happen if you had gone to bed. So I get a little competitive people. And if there's alcohol involved, I get way too competitive. So I try to stay away from any sort of competition. And anyway, I won't talk too much about it. That's that's the trick. You need to have a couple of glasses of wine and then do your pull-ups. Oh, okay. Maggie doesn't. Maggie looks doubtful. Just saying that competitive streak. Oh, I'm not. I'm it's not worse in, when I have alcohol. It's when it comes out. So the, I don't disagree. The word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Is conundrum. Courtesy of my husband. And Kelly, what do you call my husband? Does he want me to go on record as saying that? I consider him a close friend and I would hate to. I want you to go on record. <laughs> yeah, I think it's adorable. Patty cake? Patty cake. His name is Patrick. I'm sorry, Patrick. <laughs> His name is Patrick. So Kelly came in, you know, we were getting everything set up, and I don't know why you said his name, and you were like, something's referenced Patty Cake, and Maggie goes, who's Patty Cake? Because I had listened to the episode. Oh, you listened to the episode with Patty Cake. With Patty Cake. So last night when I was prepping for this, and I was like, Patrick, what is a good word? And he said conundrum, and I was like, I don't think you ever used that in your vocabulary, but sure, Lainey, go ahead and share the definition of conundrum. Conundrum. A confusing and difficult problem or question. I feel like that's every day of my life. Like the whole day? Or you encounter a conundrum each day? I encounter at least one conundrum a day. Okay. One conundrum a day. Okay. I just really like the word. In fact, I have a presentation that I do called 401k conundrums. You know, the alliteration. Yes. The alliteration. It's kind of a good word for the whole 2020 year, actually. Um, yes. Yeah. And truthfully, I feel like... 2021. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's okay because I will do a pull-up. <laughs> you will. And it'll be a great year. I have faith. Um, okay, now Maggie, you know the new segment that I have, the palm, the proud of myself moment. Do you have one? A moment that you are proud of yourself? Can you do yours first and I'll think of mine? Yes. Mine is this week I have stayed off of social media. Not completely off of social media, but I've cut myself off by... 8.30 at night because I still think that that has something to do with my insomnia or looking at the blue light on my iPad. And I am reading more. I finished a book. I started another one. I'm still That's trying awesome. to figure out how you're reading a just a pleasure, like a normal book and a business book. Okay, so here's what I do with the business books. I don't love You know, like you just question. drop it and you pick it up and like... Okay, so the business books are really broken into like chapters or segments or part one, two, and three. So you can, and they don't necessarily go hand in hand. I feel like each chapter is kind of, you you could go a couple of days without reading the business book and not be like, okay, what happened? So I read a chapter or two of the business book. That might take 15 minutes. And then the rest of my time is purely. That's a good approach. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you get through the business book. I think I'll benefit from that um, advice. It's a good oh, strategy. Good. A good mix of it. Yeah. you can... Right. Because then you're like, look at me. I'm with it. I am a professional and I'm reading a business book, but I'm also reading like Bridget Jones' Diary on the side. So Aww. that's not what I'm reading right now, but that was the first book that came to mind. Just like to check things off the list. So like, I feel like if I start something, I need to finish it. So yes, you do. But it wouldn't be my usual tendency to switch back and forth, but that's a good strategy. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going I'm to give that a shot. Well, Kelly, I am just flattered that you said that. <laughs> better for having been here already. Mage, thank you. <laughs> Yay. All right, so Maggie, what's your palm? So my proud of myself moment is kind of ridiculous, but I don't think those exist. I don't know. It's it's kind of dramatic, but you know I have a tendency to cry a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. I'm just an emotional person, and I really get tired of crying so much. <laughs> it is exhausting to cry. It, it hurts your eyes. It's just, it just takes a lot out of you. <laughs> so I listened to this podcast over the weekend. I binged, listened to it, and it was intense and emotional. And I listened to the last episode that was definitely going to make you cry, and I didn't. Good for you, Maggie. Did you have to stop yourself from crying, or you just didn't have the urge? No, like I'm listening to it and I'm like, man, this is really sad. This is heavy. But I just, the waterworks didn't start. I didn't pause it or anything. I just listened to it all the way. Yeah. It was a, it was a big deal for me. Probably not for anybody else, but I'm not mad about it though, because I just cry too much. Okay. Okay. I would not say that about myself, but I do know that crying is exhausting because when I do cry, I'm tired. And you also know that I cry a lot. Yes. We were at lunch with a client <laughs> one time and she was telling a story and the story really was like, I mean, it, this she will be a guest on here in a couple of weeks and the story really was very emotional, but we're eating lunch and I look over and Maggie is like, first just time losing I, it. First, first time, time she's met her. Sobbing. And I'm like, wait, do I comfort the client or do I comfort Maggie? I don't know who to do this. I was invested in the story. But that's what I love about you, Maggie. I love that you're very empathetic and emotional. That's great. You're a good team. We are a good team. (laughs) We are both extroverts, but a little different at some times. Okay, so now let's officially introduce our our guest, Kelly Bondi Troutman, who I call Bondi by your main name. Mm -hmm. Is that just... Do other people call you Bondi? Other people do do that, yes. Okay, all right. Darn it, I thought I was the only one, but it's cool. Anyway, welcome, Kelly. Thanks thank for, you. Thank you for being Thanks, a guest. Guys. Thanks, for having me. <laughs> so, Kelly and I have been friends, really friends, for over 20 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. As if I don't feel old enough. I know. Wow. Yeah. We, we're the same age, kind of. We graduated high school the same yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kelly, where'd you go to grade school? Um, St. Aloysius. Okay. And then you went to St. Joseph's. Yes. And then, Kelly, tell the audience how we met each other. Well, we met in Miller Dorm mm-hmm. at LSU. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember, like, did you knock on our door? Did we just meet, like, in the bathroom? So, I feel like I knew of you. Yeah, because we had mutual connections. Because of Amy. Because of Amy. Yeah. So, I have no idea. I mean... I'm pretty bold, so I could right. see. I mean, y'all used to make fun of me because I used to wear those like Adidas yeah. like wind pants, and wind they would pants. hear me. <laughs> yeah, we would hear the swishing coming down the hall. Oh yeah, and then they would hear they they did this every time I came and saw them too. You would think yeah. they'd be like, "Thanks guys for making fun of me." They're like, "Yeah, wait, did they have yeah. snaps on the yeah. sides?" Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. when twenty years ago, how old were you, Maggie? I was seven. Right. Okay. Oh, God. We were in college. Wow. Yeah. We were in college. So, I do want to talk about, um, Kelly has had a lot of accomplishments in her life, and but before we get to, like, the serious stuff, yeah, we're going to tell, I, I just have to tell this one story about our Miller dorm days. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was a really fun time. It was so much fun. You know, we took those ramen noodle cups and, like, heated them up. Yep. You were in a sorority. What sorority were you in? Yes, I was a five you. Okay. So, I was not in a sorority, but you guys are the ones that I always, I talk to people. I'm like, I had friends in sororities, mm-hmm. and so I would kind of, like, get to tag along to certain things with these friends. Yeah, and it was fun because we had kind of a core group from high school, but we all pledged different things, and so we... Our circle was very much wide in that first year of college. So we had a bunch of different, like, friend groups. And it was fun. I just totally had a memory come back to me. Do you know what we did one time in y'all's dorm room? This is not inappropriate. This is a t- totally appropriate. But do you remember Napster? 
Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And we were in, and like, we had just discovered Napster. And oh, we yeah. Were down, we were like, this is so cool. You can download any song possible, and it was free. But, and then we burned them into CDs. Yeah, and then we burned them into CDs. But also, it was like on dial-up oh, yeah. dorm room internet. Oh, so, yeah. like, it took an hour. An hour to download a song. To so download a song. Take, uh, well, we no, got a CD we did have CDs. We did have CDs, but you had this big burner. No, I didn't actually mean tapes. <laughs> I mean CDs. We're like both took offense to that. We were like, well, they were CDs. I mean, and we had a car with a CD player in it, Maggie, okay? <laughs> I don't think we probably didn't have cell phones. Did we? At least maybe the Nokia's. We we may have had cell phones for like in case of emergency only because it was like twenty dollars a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we did have answering machines on our dorm yes, phones we did. because we had landlines. We did. So like if somebody called to like ask you out on a date, they would just like leave you a message yes, and you have to get back to them. <laughs> or you wouldn't necessarily know like you couldn't just coordinate by cell phone on like who's going where. You would just kind of like pick a place go and then hope that your people showed up. I know. God. I mean, right, Maggie, Lainey, can you imagine? That's a different time. You had a phone a different in your time. dorm? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hooked up with to the an wall. answering machine uh-huh. that you would record your message with. Your I'm roommate. pretty sure our phone and answering machine matched in my dorm room. And my my <laughs> roommate um, is Dana, who's one of my my best friends. Or and so, but she was kind of like she was working and doing her own thing. I don't feel like she hung out with us too much. Every once in a while, she would. Yeah, I mean, but every she, now and then. she always worked. So yeah, so I would literally go to their dorm room. I mean, if not every day, I mean, probably every probably day. every day. Because you couldn't Napster. text them. You couldn't text them, right, so you so just had no, to No, you would just have to, to shuffle down the hall. That's why she would not, because we she wouldn't know if we were there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Texting just take takes that you know takes that away from us. So visiting. I think my one of the, my favorite memories of the dorm was we were all hanging out one night in the dorm room. I cannot remember if it was somebody's birthday. You, I, I don't know. I'm going with it was Hinky's birthday, and okay. Hinky is actually Amanda Henry now Amanda Henry Pickle, but mm-hmm. she's forever going to be Hinky. We apparently nickname a lot of people. So she got some mail, and like her name was spelled wrong. And yeah, stuff. and then it's now it's just Hinky. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we're stupid. So we're you know okay. Back when we were in Tigerland, we were freshmen. That's where you went. Was Tigerland? Yeah. Right. Where do they go now? Are there other that places now? That has not changed. Oh, okay. Still so you still place. go to Tigerland. Okay, look at okay, us. Okay, good. So that's and still then at a some thing. point you you would graduate to where you would go to the varsity. Like you would no longer go to Tigerland. And then yeah, go mainly to the on like game days or stuff like that. So anyway, so we're sitting there, and somebody I still have no idea who had the bright idea. It, this is like nine thirty at night. I feel like. Yeah. To it go was late. to go to New Orleans. Okay, we're well, all late-ish, but yeah. Okay, like I'm asleep now and not. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, like, it's I mean, all relative. That's... It's very, it's extremely late now. At the time, it wasn't as late. So, we all change, because I'm pretty sure I was probably in my wind pants. Yeah, you were in your wind pants. <laughs> we all change, and Kelly and I, somehow, I have no idea why there were two of the same shirts. Was one of them Amy's? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I actually borrowed the shirt. Even knowing that you were wearing the same shirt. Like, even that didn't deter me. No. I think I actually borrowed the shirt. Okay. Well, so we wore the exact same shirt, knowing that we're wearing the same shirt. But I... We were cool with it. And at this point, I don't remember... I don't know if we were drinking in the dorm. I think we were probably sober. No, we and we been drinking no, in the dorm. of course not. That's against the rules. Yeah. So... <laughs> Anyway, so we get in the car, it's like 10, 15, and we go to New Orleans for the evening. We have no idea who drove us there, but we do remember being very responsible and picking our driver. Yes, we were very responsible about it. And then we danced, and we partied in New Orleans, and we came back at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And probably all had class the next day. I'm sure it was a weeknight. I'm pretty sure it was a weeknight. It was definitely a weeknight. We would have never done that on the weekend. Yeah. But you can, like, do those things at that age. You have that kind of energy. And it's that type of memory that makes me go, oh. Just didn't realize how good we had it. I know. I like, know. There was no thoughts going through our head just to make sure that the person driving us was okay to drive. But, like, there was no, know. you know, what type of alcohol are we going to get when we get there? You know, is it going to be up to par? The green mock neck. <laughs> it was just, right. We had a green mock neck, turtleneck. I'm pretty sure it was, mock, like, snake mock skin. It was a snake Pro- skin pattern. Probably, like, some platform I shoes. think it was from Express. Paired with a black pants. It was definitely from Express. I'm so classy. That. Pretty sure Patty Cake wasn't with us because he probably had to work at like 5 a.m. the next day. 
Yeah, you know, that's funny because y'all were together in college, but he didn't hang out all that much. He was just working. He was working. He worked a lot. He did. Well, now he's so responsible. Now we're together a lot. So it's all we've worked out for a lost time. So anyway, so that was our fun college days. And then we graduate college. And Kelly, this is where I don't exactly know. So Kelly and I have been through several, we call phases Mm -hmm. of our friendship. Mm -hmm. I think we're in phase three. Okay. That sounds about right. Okay. (laughs) We make this up, by the way. Um, We just reconnect and, you know. Anyway, okay, so graduate college, what did you do right, what, first of all, what did you graduate in? I graduated in communications. Okay. So, like, marketing, advertising. What did you do right after that? Well, I moved to Washington, D.C., right. and I worked on the Hill. Was and I, Okay. I love when people say, I was thinking about this, see, I wrote it down on a piece of paper, I worked on the Hill. Like, Norisha just kind of threw that in. She was like, oh, yeah, I knew Emily Klein MBD. from working on the Hill. I'm like, yeah. So, when you work on the Hill. Uh-huh. What does that mean? <laughs> well, it just means that you're a staffer okay. for a member you know, for a member. And I worked both on the congressional staff and the Senate staff. So I worked for Senator Vitter. And then on the congressional side, I worked for Congressman Bustani. And at the time, Congressman Bobby Jindal. Okay. Um, But it just means that you are a staff member, commonly referred to as a staffer. Okay. Um, And the Louisiana delegations, like you kind of get to know all the different offices so I don't know that Emily Klein and I actually crossed paths, but like I knew of her because okay. I think she worked for Baker either before. It might even have been at the same time, but it's kind of, it's actually, I mean, DC is a wonderful city, but one of the benefits of doing that and working on the Hill is you're away from home, you're meeting new people, but you kind of feel like you're still rooted. Yeah. So you're still with people like from Louisiana or Mississippi or, you know, you're kind of like with that little Southern delegation. Okay. So pardon my ignorance from somebody who's never left Baton Rouge, you yes, know, I'm a little no bit of a homebody. Um, what made you decide to go do that? Okay. So we took a trip um, junior year of high school, St. Oh, Joseph's, mm-hmm. and we went to Washington, D.C. And I just like kind of fell in love with it on that trip. And I was like, I want to move back here and do this, live here and work on the Hill. And it was a little bit of a departure from what I wanted to do in life in terms of marketing and advertising, right. I always knew that I wanted to like get into the advertising world and work at an ad agency. So it was a departure from that, but I, it was just an experience I wanted to have. Um, and so when I graduated, I actually was supposed to move to Washington and I had an interview set up um, the week that Katrina hit. So Hurricane Katrina hit mm. and I was stuck here. It took me like two or three weeks to get out of the state mm-hmm. to even make the move. So I missed that job interview. So I just had to move up there with basically, I mean, I had set up like there was kind of a dorm right across the street from one of the congressional offices. So I I lived there, but I had no job. So I ended up having to do an internship and working for free, which my parents really appreciated. Um, So I just had to like work for free and make contacts and try and network and get some job interviews. And then I ended up getting a staff position. Okay. Um, And so how long did you do that? I was there for a year and a half, almost two, I guess. So when you're a staffer, Mm -hmm. do you have set hours and what do you do? Well, it depends on what your role is. Oh, sure. Yes. Certainly (laughs) when I was an intern, I was getting a lot of coffee for people. Um, so my first entry level position was as a staff assistant, which is, I guess, kind of low man on the totem pole. But so you're answering, it was a great experience because you're answering, um, any and all calls that come into the office. So at that time it was a unique experience because we were getting a ton of calls from the district offices because Hurricane Katrina had just hit. Yeah. So you're taking calls from constituents and you're connecting them with people that they need, um, either in the office or other outside agencies or contacts back home. Um, so it's just all about kind of helping constituents with whatever they need. Um, and then, you know, you're greeting people who are coming in for meetings. Um, you're connecting people who are trying to schedule meetings with whatever appropriate staff person that would be. So you have like staff assistants, um, you know, legislative aides all the way up to chief of staff. So they kept you busy. Oh, extremely. Yeah. And of course, they're set office hours. But I mean, you're working all hours of the night because, um, you know, I mean, your schedule is is in some cases, depending on what you do, tied to the member schedule. So like if they're up late for votes, I mean, you may very well just be at the office until, you know, whatever time of night. So a part of this sounds really exciting to me, but it also sounds exhausting. And I don't think I would ever be able to do that. Yes, it was both. But that's why most people who work on the Hill, you know, at least when they're first getting started, are very young because you have that kind of because you have that kind of energy. Yes, yes, you have that kind of energy. The New Orleans trip in the middle um, of the night. 
Okay, so you did that for a year and a half, two years, and then yeah. you came back to Baton Rouge? And then I came back to Baton Rouge. I wasn't sure where I was going to land, but I knew that I wanted to get kind of back, like I said earlier, into the marketing and advertising thing. And so I would have loved to stay in Washington. It was amazing. Um, but I didn't really have connections to like get a job at an ad agency. So I figured I'd come home to Louisiana where at least I kind of knew some people I could circulate my resume. So I didn't know where I was going to land. I was kind of open to landing anywhere, but I got a job with a startup ad agency. I was the very first person that they hired, um, called Right Figley Communications and it was awesome. I mean, you know, I needed a paycheck and I needed to get out of my parents' house. Yeah. I took the job and it was an amazing amazing job. I mean, I learned everything and I was there for, I guess, I think five years. Okay. So like this right here, this five years that you were in this job, we were out of phase one of our friendship because I don't recall this at all. Yeah. But I think you were still on, you know, this side of town and by this side of town, I kind of mean like the LSU area and Patrick and I at that point were still on the other side of town, but I was teaching at St. Joseph's Academy. I think it in there. I think you were. Okay. So I'm going to just interject really. So also something I don't remember is when did you and Eric, your husband meet? Okay. So I was, I think like 28, 29. Well, we were married in 2012 and we dated for, I guess, two years. We're engaged for one. So we were together for like three years before that, but we met through Jenny. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and Eric, I had like, I guess, I don't know. I, I, I had been back for a while um, from Washington and he had just moved to Baton Rouge. He's from Louisiana, but he had been living in Chicago. Okay. So he moved back to Baton Rouge from Chicago. And and that's how we met. Jenny's husband is his cousin. First cousin. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So after the ad agency mm-hmm. of five years that I, it's like, I don't remember this in my life. Um, if somebody would have paid me a million dollars to tell me, right. to ask me that question, I wouldn't have been able to answer it. All right. So then did, when did you start working at Luba? So then I started at Luba after that. Okay. And I've been with Luba for, uh, let's see, in February, I think it'll be 10 years. Okay. And coming up on 10 years. Let's talk about your role at Luba. So I am um, the director of marketing, um, director of communications and community development. So I do our marketing and advertising um, internal communications, external communications, and then the community development piece is our philanthropy giving program. Yep. So all the organizations that we support. And Luba, for those that don't know, which I feel like yes. everybody knows, but it's workers' comp. Yes, right? we do workers' comp insurance. They do workers' comp insurance. That's the extent that I know about Luba. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So I felt like I kind of found my little creative niche within the insurance world because I'm involved in the business, in the business of insurance, in the business of workers' comp. But on a day-to-day basis, I get to do creative things in terms of how we're branding and how we're advertising and how we're getting our name out there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like opposite of me. I would never be that creative. That sounds stressful to me. It's a struggle right. for us. Yeah. I mean, that kind of surprised me considering like y'all are doing a podcast. This. Yes. Right. I mean, so here's the problem with my creativity. Like, I think of something, and then people are like, well, how are we going to execute it? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's just... But I feel like yours has to be a little bit more strategic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, we could talk about that, but we're going to talk about other fun stuff. Okay. Let's do it. So, um, how old is your little girl? Olivia is... She'll be four in March. I've never met her. Have you not met I've Olivia? I've not met Olivia. In fact, I don't even think I bought y'all a present when she was born. Well, I was going to come over. No, I, I feel like the first year. Present. I think you bought okay, her. Well, present. I feel like the first year of her life was a, like a busy year for y'all for some reason. Because we well, were neighbors. We just, yeah. <laughs> you know, just having a new child. Um, it's busy. It's yeah. busy. It's busy. But yeah, I don't know. But I think that the there are a lot of people like this in our lives, but you're certainly one of them where like our friendship doesn't need like, con- I mean, Oh no. Like if you just said, like we've kind of had phases. We did. Some we've been connected, some we haven't, but like there's no need for constant connection because we always just pick up where we were. So our phases, when did phase two start? Well, if we're in phase three. Well, I don't know exactly what phases would be, but we like both found out that we were going to be in the same Baton Rouge leadership, leadership class. class. Right. And we reconnected then. And like, right. And hadn't really been in touch enough to know that either of us were even considering doing it. Right. We just like literally got the email and we're like, oh, wow, great. I get to spend a year with Missy. Yes. And since then, though, we, 
what's awesome is you attend a lot of the events. Again, we're going to pretend the pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. we would start we would start seeing each other. And we probably both grew into leadership positions around the same time at our company. I don't know if you started at Luba as in a leadership position. No, I've had yeah, okay. several different So roles. So Kelly and I, it's like we're friends, but then we're also like work acquaintances too. So, um, But it's super convenient. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And we have lived in the same neighborhood. Yes. So maybe this is just phase two. I've lost count. It's all good. But yes, we do not. She's just like one of my, she's like all my friends from high school. You know, we can go 10 years without talking to each other. And that sounds terrible, but you know. Those are the best kinds of friends though. I mean, you just pick right back up because there's no pressure. Yeah, there's there's no pressure pressure or expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, But Kelly, let's talk about your organization. Okay. Aren't you a pretty organized person? Oh, I thought you meant like my organization, like my job, like no, my, um, no. okay. Yeah. That's, I, guess, I mean, your job is fun, but it's not as much fun as talking. I guess, talking about. I guess I would classify myself as, yeah. Are like you OCD? Pretty, um, yeah. Like I'm probably borderline OCD and like, I have to make a conscious effort to make sure it doesn't rub off on my, on my child. So the reason why I had to pick on you about that is because when Eric and I were talking to Pat with Boys and Girls Club, I brought okay. up my, you know, because I roped Eric. Well, I mean, he did it willingly, but I was like, I think this would be really good for you, Eric, to be yes. on this board. So he, um, I brought up my dogs and he was like, we will never have pets. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. But we do recognize that it's probably inevitable because it's a wonderful childhood experience to grow up with the dogs. So we feel like it's inevitable but um, neither of us are particularly excited about it. I mean, they're work, and they're kind of expensive. Pets are. Yeah. I feel like you're getting sweaty. Just like A little bit. About- <laughs> okay. I'm getting nervous just thinking about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Well, we don't... We- I just wanted to bring that up because what I thought was funny. So Kelly does know my sister, and I really do think that you were Megan's big sister at St. Joseph's. Yeah, we'll have to confirm that with yes. Megan. Megan, we might confirm it before this airs, or I might forget. But um, y'all are both... OCD. Yeah. I mean, Megan mm-hmm. was sitting in here. Yeah, you need I love to that about her. You need to listen to that episode where she's like, I am not diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure that I'm OCD. Well, and I actually listened. I don't know what episode this would have been, but you were talking about editing your closet. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. But I appreciated it. There were some good tips in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Megan's like, you, got, I, you need a Roy G. Biv. And yeah, I'm like, that was it. It was, yeah, the, it was the patty cake episode because <laughs> Patrick was like, what is Roy G. Biv? That's right. <laughs> but like, I, I love a good okay. organizational strategy. So I Roy G. Bived Patrick's clothes because he doesn't have that many of them. And oh, he like moved sure things he around. So no, he didn't even notice. I'm like, can you look in there? Do you see a pattern? He's like, I mean, you moved the shirts to the to where we talked about. And I was like, they are Roy G. Biv. It's a rainbow <laughs> patty cake. <laughs> So, um, let's see, Kelly, anything else that we need to discuss? Um, well, I will, like, I have to say kudos to you and y'all. I was very impressed because I remember the moment that I came over to your house and we were catching up. Yes, we were in my comfy chairs. In your comfy chairs. <laughs> super classy and comfy. Good chairs. It was Kelly's, it was, she was like, this is awesome. And I felt just, that was a proud of myself moment when, yeah. when Bondi complimented my chairs. Thank you. I like Rob- Thank you, Robin Bonnet. She's fantastic. She did a fantastic job. Okay. And you said, I'm going to start this podcast. <laughs> when was and that? Do you remember? So this was during, I'm pretty sure we were still working from home. You guys had just gone back a little bit. Okay. We had been back. So maybe like we talked June-ish. about the whole like work from home environment in our offices. We had a whole, we had a whole thing about that. So yeah. Yeah. Cause June. I mean, nobody saw that coming. So a lot of businesses had to kind of feel their way Pivot. through that. Yeah. But we, yes, but we talked about it and you were like, I think I'm going to start this podcast. And I feel like a lot of people have ideas like that, but very few actually execute them. So when I saw your post, because again, sometimes we're not in super like yeah. regular touch. So I just like saw it online one day and I was like, she did it. So anyway, kudos to y'all for Thanks. making it happen. Cause a lot of people say they're going to do stuff and they just never get around to doing it. So, so thank you. Courtney Bush actually had texted me after she had like the first one had aired and she was like, you are such a badass." And I was like, really? It's Lainey. <laughs> I got to give credit. Rec- I mean, all you I do, to, man. all you I do on this thing is talk. And I'm Norisha asked me, why did you start a podcast? And I said, cause I'm only really good at talking Norisha. And this is what you do. I'm talking to this microphone. I'm talking to you. So, um, Anyway, but Kelly, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, and we didn't talk too much about your um, 
organization if you wanted to throw your act not your organizational skills but your actual career my if actual you wanted to throw in a little bit about um like what we do yeah or... can you, yeah because I'm really actually I'm like workers comp like right. companies have to buy it they do right? well in some states it's required not okay. all states though um and we operate in seven states we have recently um, acquired a company in Florida so we now um, work with a carrier there, so that puts us in a total of 13 states combined. Wow. Um, yeah, that was new. We worked on that kind of end of last year, and we closed that deal on the 31st, so we're super excited about that, and they have a staff there, and there's a lot of kind of crossover between us, our team, and their team, um, but we're excited about that. So not in every state that we're in is it required to have workers' comp, but workers' comp is um, it's, it's just insurance that provides lost wages. Um, and medical benefits to people who are injured on the job. Okay. So are there specific type of injuries? So like our office, right? I feel like we probably have workers' comp, but I'm like, yes. what could happen? You do have workers' comp. Oh, good. I'm sure. Okay. Um, I hope so. Because you have to have workers' comp. But uh, oh, well, yes. So Stop we... your computer on your foot? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So anything and everything. I mean, yeah, like all that's covered. If it's in the course and scope of your job duties, it's covered by workers' comp. Um, so I guess like if a employee got in a car wreck going yep. to a client. Yep. Okay. I'm just thinking like you know we're not in the construction business, so the likelihood of something falling on someone's head is probably pretty slim. Yes. Um, or them falling off of something, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm looking up. I guess anything's possible. Right. Okay. So then we have that insurance, and then you call for a claim, and do y'all handle the claims or? Yes. Oh, we handle the claims. Okay. So, so you, have like you a claims would go- department. Mm-hmm. We have I just put that department. in your quote, even though yeah. you probably have an actual claims department. We have a department. claims department. Okay. It's actually our biggest department. Okay. Um, I would think so. And in that department are claims adjusters, you know, managers, supervisors. Um, we also have a doctor on staff, our medical director. Oh, wow. As well as a team of nurses. Um, so another stupid question. Is there a busier time of year? There are, yes, there are busy times of year, not necessarily um, in relation to claims, but policy renewals. So a lot of our policies okay. renew January 1st. Gotcha. So okay. that's a busy time for okay. us. Oh, so you're, so we're lucky to have you in here right now. <laughs> well, it, right. It, it kind of depends on what department you're in. But yes, certainly for sales in our underwriting department who actually writes the policies. Um, and we work with independent agents. That's also important to note. Um, so we don't sell direct to consumer. So like you as a business have an agent that represents you and that agent, um, will submit your policy to a number of different carriers. We would be one of them. Um, So are you like a blue cross, but for workers comp? Well, we're the same in that we're both providing medical benefits and insurance, but they, but you can go direct to blue cross to get a policy. I mean, I guess, yes, in, in the coverage that we provide, we're similar. But it's just easier to go through an agent and have them do the work for you? Well, right. So as a business, I mean, okay. a lot of people just want an agent who can advocate for them, understand their policies, make sure they're properly covered. And as a business, you have multiple lines of insurance that you have to carry. We're just one of them. And so when we were building this business, it made sense for us to contract with agents who were located, you know, all over the state of Louisiana. And now we've grown, like we said, but you know, we would have to have a sales department that could cover 13 states if we didn't go direct, uh, if we didn't use a network of agents. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's it's very common. I mean, a lot so of are these agents a referral agents. source for y'all? Uh, yeah, they're, I guess the easiest way to understand it is they're like brokers. Yeah, okay. So um, it's like we yes. work with financial advisors on retirement plans, and they... So we're a little bit different, though, because we're doing compliance work, but those advisors are advocating for us and basically... If their client's like, well, I need compliance work on the plan, the advisor's like, well, you need to use, you know, Melissa. Yes. Okay. All right. I need an insurance advocate because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's so confusing. Well, that's the other thing. Like, you want an expert that kind of understands these things and can, like I said, make sure that you're properly covered. I mean, Eric Troutman of Troutman Insurance Agency, my husband, is, um, is an insurance agent. And so he has multiple clients. We should have shouted out to Eric. We should have. Or or an extra shout out because I don't want to overshadow our Courtney shout right. out. She's awesome. Okay. But so we, as Luba, have a connection with that agent. Um, we sell to that agent and then that agent in turn, hopefully, sells Luba policies to their 
policyholders. Now I'm, I'm sure like, now are. I'm intrigued. I'm like, oh, let's not talk about the business stuff. But now I'm like, ooh. Okay, so you're marketing to your job as the director of marketing and communications. Yes. So you're marketing, are you talking about like print ads, online presence, social media, and then like yes. communications if y'all for some reason have a PR nightmare? All, all of those things. Okay. Yes. And, and we actually, although we don't go direct to consumer with our product, we have agents um, that we broker through, we still do mass marketing because there's still a lot of value in name recognition. Yes. So if your agent comes to you and says, you can pick Bluba or you can pick these other carriers, we hope that you've heard of Bluba. You think that we're a credible uh, company that you'd like to work with. Yeah. So. Name recognition. Mm-hmm. That's... What like what? when you have a list of options? Yes, you know I've seen that. Before. I've seen that one. Yeah, yes. and Falk and Winkler. I mean, we've been in the community for a long time. Just like Luba's, how long is? Yeah, we're yeah. thirty years old. Okay, so we're thirty-eight years old. You know, and so there's a there's a big benefit to that. We're hoping this podcast will um, help with some name yeah, recognition like at some it. point. So, um, okay. We're going to wrap up with my FAQs, which is five awesome questions. Oh, okay. Would you prefer to stay in or go out? Go out. Okay. But I like a healthy balance. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. I love that. Okay. By the way, these are extremely random questions that I don't like necessarily have anything to do with you. It's just when I'm, okay, I've told this, I've said this before. Okay, do you prefer plain water or sparkling water? Plain. Really? Yeah. See, me and Maggie totally were drinking I, the sparkling water with Chris. I want to love it. I want to love it. Keep so trying. bad. Keep trying. You can do it. Because I was like I you just, before. It's just bitter at first, right? Yeah. And I don't like the bubbles. I, mm. It's like margaritas. I, I want to like them, but I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's okay. I want to like certain things and I don't. You probably like to like plain water a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. But the sparkling water has really helped my hydration goals. Mm -hmm. All right. Would you rather lead or be led? Oh gosh. It depends on the situation. Um, uh, okay. I have to pick one. I guess I'll go with lead. Okay. Um, this is a really random one. Like you're going to be like, why did you ask this question? Would you prefer like a spiral notebook Okay. Or a notepad that, like, you flip over. Like, oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the reason is, this is I don't know which one I prefer, and I go back and forth. So, I would have said notepad, but I recently, like, ran out of all of my notepads and had to go to the supply room, and there was a spiral notebook. So, that's what I grabbed, and it kind of made me, like, harken back to, like, elementary school. Yeah. But I have to say, I have been liking it. I mean, and I kind of... <laughs> We could talk about that. I don't need to talk about that. I just, the, the, my point with like the notepad is for me to like rip off a page and like, you know, start clean. Yeah. And I never do that. I mean, right. it's just, it's, so it's just like yeah, yeah. at least a bunch of different notebook things. Notebook you can close. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you say you're an introvert or extrovert? Um, I really think it's that these are such random questions that I think about, but some people get stumped. Do they? So I'm not the only one. No, like Narisha was like, oh, that was a good one, Melissa. Even I think Jill said that uh, on last week. I feel like everything's kind of situational. It I is. don't know. I'm. I think I might actually be more of an introvert than people would realize. So maybe I'm like an introvert with extroverted tendencies. Okay. All right. That's. I like that. I like that. Three out of five questions she didn't actually answer. She I made mean, up her own answer. I'm in marketing and advertising. I love it. All righty. So um, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Um, and we really appreciate it. This was super fun. Um, all right. So things that make us happy. Things that make us happy. We're going to run through this really quick. So I was seeing on Instagram this thing called a makeup eraser. Laney, Laney looks, I, I use them. Laney looks, I love when Laney gets Yeah, you really like lit up. <laughs> I, lo- I okay. love them so, so I'm much. like, I'm like, this thing does not work. I mean, it's like $15. It looks like a regular cloth thing, like, like okay. a wash rag. Yeah. Okay. So I ordered one, you know, it, now this took me a call. This took me longer to be influenced on this. All right. And so I ordered one and it really does just look like a washcloth. Okay. But it takes off all of your makeup it's with just water. Microfiber. Your mascara and everything, okay? And then you can do a double wash. And so then I'll double wash my face. And I kid you not, the first time I used this thing, my face was like squeaking. It was so clean. It's so we'll good. link it. It's Try so it. It's 15 bucks from Amazon. 
Is it like reusable? Yeah. yeah. You wash it in the washing machine. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to your own podcast. I, I will so listen to my that. own podcast to get the information on that. Yeah. Um, and then the other item is I got these essential oils from Amazon, also uh, Instagram influence, and it's called Santal or Santal. Okay. S A N T A L. So uh, can you smell it, Kelly? Oh. No, I can't. Is it, can you still not smell from... Do I have... I hope I don't have COVID. <laughs> you don't have COVID either. Should I be smelling it right now? I mean, can you smell it, Maggie? It I can't. Can. I can taste my coffee, so I don't okay, no, have no, no. I mean, I have a coworker who used to do this. Do you put it on your light, like your... No, I put it in that diffuser back there. Okay. But cool. I did it yesterday, and like people in the office were like, oh my God, yeah. it smells so It would good. always make me happy okay, when you would do it. Don't take a like huge sniff. Yeah, but just, just give a little... Oh, yeah. Good. COVID does pass. That's wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Um, so I was going to be like, well, you know, whatever. So, uh, that is all you can get from Amazon and we will link it as well. And then, um, Maggie, what do you have? Things that make you happy? Well, things that make me happy is a good deal. Oh, I love love a good deal. I love this. Okay. So speaking of being influenced, this is a problem. I just need to get off the networks because I'm Mm -hmm. just spending way too much money, but you know how everyone rants and raves about the Tula products? Oh yeah. I know. I had some Tula products, but I didn't love them. You didn't love them? No. Okay, well, Ruh-roh. there was a good deal on QVC for them. So I got the the face wash, moisturizer, and the rose. Yes, I got rose that too. Rose going stick, whatever. Yeah, I did too. I, I use that. I like that out of, out of all of this stuff that I got. But their, moist, their face wash, it's like a cult classic or the cult favorite. That's what I have. I couldn't figure out what was so great about it. It looked, just, it seemed just like regular face wash. Am I missing something? I just like the way it made my face feel. I tend to get dried out. Oh, okay. And I don't, it's uh, oil-based, I think. And so it doesn't make me feel like my face is cracking after I wash it. Okay. Well, what kind of face wash do you use, Kelly? I'm like a, just like a whatever I get at CVS yeah. kind of girl. Yeah, that's my like sister probably a Neutrogena. Yeah, yeah. My sister's like that too. Clean and clear and under control. Yeah. I mean, like, kind of no frills when it comes to the face regimen. Yeah. It's always been that way. Yeah. I wish I was like that. But you have good skin. I don't know. You I mean, should you... probably do more than I do. No. Because we're, you know, we're getting older in age. But we are. So I should probably do more than I do, but I don't know. I wouldn't do what I did if I didn't have to, but I had acne back in high school and I'm very expressive, which is hence why I have needles that I put into my face for Botox because I just had to. Like, you don't have, you don't, yeah, well, that's off topic, but she, Kelly has beautiful skin. So, anyway, thanks again, Bondi. Thanks for having this me, This was Paige. a real treat. It was. And, um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, again, we're on social media. We did say at the beginning of the episode how you can get in touch with us. Lainey, has anyone emailed us? <laughs> that's not working for some reason, y'all. Maybe it's because they're listening to it while they're walking or they're in their car or doing <laughs> something email else. And drive. And you, clearly that's unsafe. We're getting emails to our personal accounts. Or our work accounts. I mean, we are getting emails from people. They're just not emailing the podcast oh. email address. I mean, when you say people are texting and reaching out to you about yes. the podcast. Yes. And I've made friends and reconnected with a bunch of people. Yes. It's been fun. Mm-hmm. Thanks anyway. for coming, Kelly. And no, thank you for us. having me. All right. Fine. Hope everyone has a good week. And we will talk to you all next time.